0: One, two, three. Welcome to Persisters, an all-female live show and podcast, hosted by Beth Rowe and produced by Alex Kern. Each week, we'll play you a piece from our live show, followed by an interview between the performer and us, Beth and Alex. Please subscribe to our podcast on iTunes and follow us on Instagram at persistersla. This week, we have comedian and actress, Leah Rudick. One, two, three. Hi, everyone.
1: Guys, give it up for Beth and Alex for putting on this awesome show. Hmm. I've never followed a harpist before. This is exciting. Um, I have social anxiety. Thank you. Thank you. Um, And that's one of those things where the more you try to fix it, the worse it gets. Uh, When I was in high school, my mom bought me a book to try to help me called The Art of Conversation. It was written in the 1950s, and the only thing I remember about it was there was this chapter on party etiquette. (laughs) And the hot tip was that you should always compliment men's ties at parties. (laughs) So to this day, whenever I go to a party... I'm always looking for the guy with the tie. But the thing is, nowadays, the only people who wear ties to parties are the wait staff. So, me. So I guess what I'm saying is, don't be surprised if you run into me at a party and I'm standing in a corner complimenting me on my own tie. I'm just trying to be social. Um, I'm an actress. I, um, catering is just my passion project. I do it from time to time whenever I can't remember the pin code to my trust fund account. <laughs> they say the actor's nightmare is forgetting your lines on stage, but I'd say the real actor's nightmare is having to serve tuna tartar to a guy named Ronnie, who used to sleep through your scene study class 10 years ago and is now nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> Turns out you can be terrible at the Meisner technique and still get nominated for an Emmy. <laughs> or you can be great at it and still be serving tuna tartar to a guy named Ronnie. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm broke. Um, I shouldn't say that I'm broke. I'm like, I'm like a privileged kind of broke, right? Like, I'm not going to starve. I'm not going to be homeless. But I am going to get very stressed out chipping in for Emily's birthday dinner at Nobu. I guess the truth is I just can't afford my social circle. But I don't know. It's just like, I'm not going to sacrifice a weekend in Palm Springs just to have a few extra dollars to pay my utility bill. Right? My fiance worries about money a lot more than I do. I tend to take a new age approach to it. Um, I feel like the money is always just going to show up somehow. Right? It's like you put it out to the universe, and then you ask your parents to deposit $500 in your account, and then it just manifests. The secret. I did recently get engaged. Ah, thank you. Um, my fiancé is great. He's um, he's funny and smart and handsome, and he's really a natural caregiver, which makes us great partners because I'm a natural needy, helpless baby. I will say, though, that um, over the course of our engagement, um, I've come to see a a different side of him. Um, He's kind of a groomzilla. It's crazy. Uh, He is insisting on having 13 groomsmen. Yeah. I have, like, two friends. He is one of them. Honestly, I didn't even want a a bridal party because I'm a super progressive feminist and I think it's a super outdated outdated tradition. And why does he have so many more friends than me? He's a curbsilla. He's a curbsilla. Just the other day we were designing invitations and he turned to me and he was like, this is my big day and you're not gonna ruin it for me with your terrible taste in fonts. I was like, what is wrong with wingdings? It's a font joke. <laughs> Look out, world. There's a new seraph in town.
0: Pew, 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 pew.
1: Pew. Um, being a woman is hard, right? Right? Right, this guy knows, being a woman is hard. It's hard, you carry all of this like passed down shame about your body and yet you're supposed to know how to be like a sexy little fuck kitten, right? (laughs) You're supposed to know how to seduce a man but like I didn't know where my clit was till I was 23. I didn't, I'll never forget the look of horror on my college roommate's face when I asked her if the random white discharge that sometimes comes out of your vagina, are your eggs falling out of your body? I didn't know, nobody ever told me. I thought I was a chicken. I sat on those eggs for weeks. Eventually, I was just like, I guess Dumb's the breakfast kind. (laughs) I want to be a better woman. I mean that in the most, like, reductive domestic sense. I want to be the kind of woman who knows how to whip up a last minute quiche, you know? But in reality, I know that I'm the kind of woman who just learned how to spell the word quiche. It's like I, it's like I can I can make the eggs. I just can't bake the eggs. That was something I thought of today, and I it doesn't work, and that's fine. It was a key baking eggs and coming out of my vagina. You guys got it. You just. <laughs> Um, I I didn't really have a role model for that kind of stuff growing up. Um, My parents hated cooking, so I grew up eating a lot of boiled foods. Boiled broccoli, boiled potatoes, boiled chicken. They say a watch pot never boils. I say, good, please cook the food any other way. (laughs) Luckily, though, my parents started their own... um, business, they started making a little money, and so we started going out to dinner. Um, we ate at the Olive Garden almost every night, which makes sense because their, uh, their slogan is, when you're here, you're family. Also, their lesser-known slogan, um, if you think this is good, you probably eat boiled food. <laughs> I grew up in a pretty chaotic house. Um, my, there were no rules uh, growing up, so sibling rivalry often devolved into uncensored hate speech. Um, and this was in the 90s when you, people just talked in a, in a way that you would, never, you would never talk now. And my brother, who is a great guy now, went through a phase where his favorite thing to call me was a flat-chested, ugly-freckled, Casper-legs faggot which is obviously so messed up. Um, but honestly, like the most fucked up part about it was him calling me flat chested. Like, sorry I don't have huge tits for your viewing pleasure, bro. <laughs> um, I guess my small chest was kind of a bummer for my whole family. Um, Cause when I turned 12, my mom bought me a water bra. That's a padded bra that's filled with water literal jugs for your jugs. Um, And it's weird to be given things to enhance your sexual appeal in a house where sexuality isn't discussed. I remember asking my mom what masturbating was, and she was like, it's a gross thing that gross people do. Now go put your water bra on for your brother. (laughs) Thank you guys so much.
0: Hey! Welcome to Persisters, the podcast with Beth Rowe and Alex Kern. You guys, today we're here with the lovely, the talented <laughs> Leah Le- Le- Le-
1: Rudick. Rude- Thank you. No I feel problem. like a football player the way you guys just said Rude- my name. You are a football player. Thank you so, what so much. What are your stats? Uh, yeah. 44.
2: 40- 25 Oh, those are good!
0: Touchdowns. Wow, she's got some good stats. <laughs> good numbers over here. Good numbers. Rudy. Good numbers. Good yeah. Numbers. Uh, Leah has done the show before it was a podcast
2: many times, which is very cool. I mean, she's been on the show the most of anyone, right? So she's a celebrity. So.
0: Is that true? I think. I think you are. Wow. Um, I think you've done the show. This was what your third or fourth time doing the show. Um. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think, think you're. It, I think so. I don't yeah. know if third or fourth. Maybe fourth. Is that crazy? Yeah. No, I mean, not. T- I mean, th- we've done been doing the show for, it'll be two years in November. So it's not that insane.
2: I know. Crazy. That's wild.
0: I think it's only the third. Okay. You did our first show.
2: Before I, mean, I knew you, Beth. I think so. Or maybe the second one. Before I knew you. <gasps> oh, my God. I know. Before yes. I knew either of you, actually. Before you were born. Oh, I'm just kidding. I'm a born. little baby. Well, Screw okay. really fast. You I, was what? Bo- I, was, I, I was born two years ago, and I just grew really fast. I each thought year. you said, I screw really fast. Oh, gosh. Actually, I do. Um, Good for <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, you. Okay.
0: I brag, but I screw really fast. That's so <laughs> impressive. Right. Yeah. right before we started recording, we were talking about how Leah did a televised stand-up. Oh yes, let's talk about days it. Days after our I show, did.
1: I did. It was very exciting. I did. Um, I did a. T- I did a taping for um this this company called Seed and Spark. Um, they are they're a, they're like a, a crowdfunding platform that is that is kind of trans- adding on a, a like a streaming platform, and they. Wanted to do um, a stand-up special with like six kind of up and coming comedians cool. in LA, so that was
2: really fun. That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> I I've met Emily before. She's super rad. She's, she's awesome. She's such a badass. Yeah, she's um, very impressive. She's a
1: powerhouse yeah. human. Mm-hmm. I I am amazed by her all the time.
2: What was it like? How many minutes was your set?
1: It was about ten minutes. Cool. Yeah. I mean, it. You know, I I'm. I, I was glad because I, I'm not, I, I, I think initially it was like, it was like 15 and I was like, I don't know if I, I'm at a place where I have that yet.
0: Just riff, <laughs> riff on the weather because it sucks. Oh, it's so
1: hot. It's so hot.
0: I've done a pretty good job at not being outside for long periods of time.
1: I drove um, into the valley yesterday. Oh, so did we. And the temperature uh, thermometer in my car rose from 105 degrees to 128 degrees. What? what?
2: Do you think that it was messed up? Yeah. Well, well, that's I think an that,
0: oven temperature.
2: Well, I think that sometimes <laughs> because the aluminum will get so, right, it'll get so yeah. much hotter
0: than yeah. anything else. So it's probably a few degrees hotter. A male friend say. of mine posted on Facebook, car thermometers are very inaccurate. Oh, good are to most know. of the time inaccurate. So good I just know. said so are Facebook posts. <laughs> I, I wish would I understood. could have been
1: friends with that male Facebook friend of yours so that I could have seen that.
0: Yes, you would and know. And I would have been I would panic. have been
1: it would have been explained to me. Yeah. He would have told you
0: how it I was. Would have,
1: I would have liked to have gotten that information from that
0: man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so Leah, this is your Third summer in Los Angeles? Oh. Fourth summer in Los Angeles? What is it? I guess so, yeah. What, third or fourth?
1: What what is it? Um I don't for I'm really bad with time. Well when yeah. did you move? Um, I guess like four years
2: ago. Okay, because yeah. we were talking about this recently because I thought we were at the same time, but I moved a little over three years ago, so this is my third one, so I guess you were a year yeah. before me. <clears throat> From New York, to be clear. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like, What was that
2: transition like for you? It was really hard for me.
1: I was mm. very sad for a couple mm. of years. Oh. Um, I really did not transition well. I like it now, but I think that I... I wasn't really,
0: I wasn't really prepared for the for the um, for the change. It it's hard because you kind of like. How old were you when you? Your hot. You can tell me your Hollywood age when you came. Uh, I was. Yeah. Thir- I was. Th-
1: tell us your Hollywood age. I was twelve. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, okay. I was, she was twelve. I was, I was thirty. I think okay. thirty. Thirty. Thirty-one, a- maybe thirty. Thirty.
0: I feel like that's a tough age to move because that's kind of when you're. Finding like your r- real friends. Does that make sense? Yeah. At least, it, okay, I should say it would have been a tough time for me. Not that I don't have real friends or not real friends, but it's kind of like... It's when I moved. It's, that's, it just, it's kind of like when you're finding your, I guess it's, you guys, I didn't move and I was, I should shut up because I yeah. didn't do the move. Get out of this 30. room
2: because what you're saying has no I'm basically relevance. saying what you guys
0: did would have been hard for me.
1: Yeah, no, b- but that's a good point. That's, though. A, that's true, though. It, it, I mean, it. I don't. It, moving is hard no matter where you go. If you, yeah. I mean, I, I was in New York for like ten years, so yeah. it was. It was. I think it would have been hard to move anywhere. Yeah,
2: but um, you're right about the thirty being thirty and kind of reevaluating your friendships. Sure. Because I think that when I moved, a lot of my close friends had started to leave New York like in your late twenties, early thirties, people are like, Yeah, I don't I can't do this anymore.
0: Yeah, just kind of reevaluating mm. your life and, and being like, Okay, what do I want for right. my next thing?
2: But I think it, it definitely depends on like where I think also like your relationship to New York when you're leaving. Like yeah. were you ready? Were you like, I gotta get the Fuck out of yeah, here. Yeah, I felt okay. like I
1: was ready. Yeah. I felt like exhausted by New York and um but I, I but then I got here and I was like, oh no,
0: I miss it all. Yeah. This is this is a tough city to kind of hit the ground running.
1: Yeah. It and takes
0: Yeah, I a think I line.
1: thought that I would come here and like everything would just kind of like happen immediately. Right. Like my career would just like take off. And mm-hmm. of course that's not the way it works unless it does work that way. But it didn't work that way for me. Right. I was just sad for two years and then I was like, oh, okay, I guess I should start um Dude, making things again. Well, it's
2: interesting because, you know, <laughs> in some ways, uh, you kind of have to start over when you go to L.A. At least that was my experience. Yeah. Where mm. you might have contacts that will be both on in New York and L.A., but it is it is a different, it's a bit of a different world out here. And yeah. unless you have that crossover, it's kind of a bit like starting over.
0: Yeah. I feel like I lucked out with that because I moved to... LA right out of college. And then after I was here for about four or so years, everyone from New York just moved out here. So that kind of worked Mm. out for me. Yeah.
1: That's really nice. Um, But everyone seems to come here eventually Eventually. anyway. And I've even found that in the years that I've been here, it's like, Oh, it it gets easier as more and more people come.
0: Yeah. I mean people people think people associate me because Leah and I went to college together. People associate me like having done the New York years with you even though we did not. Yeah, I always feel like you were in New York, too. Oh, well, I did I six months. Why. I I did six months of time after school. Like, like after I'd been here for a couple of years, I went back for like half like of I a year. I went for a weekend. Yeah. But and I, don't I even did think,
1: my
2: time. Yeah,
0: I don't
1: even think I ever saw you when you were there. Did I?
0: Maybe I, maybe for like a, a show. A show, yeah. But like, mm-hmm. that was it. it. That's That's the reason why I didn't move to Vancouver, because it was like... I don't want to start over again. No. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, sometimes, I, and then I, like, was beating myself up about that, but, like, not wanting to start over. It's like, oh, you're not trying hard enough. It was just, like, the same reason why I didn't want to live in New York right out of college. It was, like, I'm not really interested in doing that. I want to, mm. I'll like, I was way more interested in learning how to be an adult in Los Angeles. And, and the same thing with Vancouver. It was just, like, hmm. What am I going to do move here, start a whole new life, have like zero friends, and like maybe get a job yeah. like I don't know no, nah, you don't need to do that, yeah, but you did a good thing by coming here.
2: I'm glad that I'm glad that we came here. did you guys when you came here, did you know people? I mean, I knew you knew Beth, but did you have a community
1: yeah, yeah. we had like we had a community of of people who kind of had preceded us in coming out here the way that people kind of slowly trickle to the west coast, but it was it was like. It wasn't, like, close, close friends. It was, like, acquaintances from, you know, I, I had a lot of people from, like, the comedy community in New York who had who had slowly started moving here. But it, w- it was definitely, like, finding those um, connections and then really, like, building those friendships. And, like, now I feel like we have so many close friends here. Um, but it wasn't like that immediately. When you
0: graduated from school and went into New York, you did uh, sketch. Yeah. So you did sketch and straight acting. Yes. And then... You moved here. <laughs> yes. And you started doing stand-up and yes. straight acting. Yes.
2: Where did you study sketch or do sketch?
1: Um, I didn't really study sketch. I um, I started sketch towards the end of college. Um, and then when I graduated, there was a group of us that started performing in these like little theaters around Brooklyn. Um, and eventually, it, um, it the the group kind of whittled down and I... I started performing and writing with one of the women who's um, has become my comedy partner, um, Katie Katie Hartman. Can you say her name? <laughs> yes, you could <can> say. <laughs> it. Am I allowed to say her name? What?
2: What's her name? Can you say it again, huh? What? <laughs> can you spell that for me? Yeah. K A T
1: I E. Okay. Hartman. Yeah. Um, <laughs> No, we, so we, we met in college and we like started doing theater together in college and have been writing together since then. And so I, so I was, I was performing and writing with her for my, the entire time I was in New York and we still are are writing and comedy partners, but she lives in New York still. Um, so eventually after I got out here, I was like, okay, I have to like, I have to figure out how to perform on my own because I'm, getting too sad, not performing and like waiting for Mm -hmm. opportunities to come my way. Do you guys, did you guys have a name together or? Yes, we were called skinny bitch. We are called skinny bitch Jesus meeting. Oh my God. That's amazing. (laughs) How did I
2: not know
1: that?
0: The churches love us. I'm sure they (laughs) do. And then how long until you started your show, your character show, the reunion? Uh, t- two years, I guess two years. Yeah. So, Is that kind of like a, your catalyst for like, I need to like start performing.
1: Yeah. One. I think, yeah. I, I kind of just like eventually I was like, ah, oh, I got to start doing stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I don't It like, it took, it took me a long time. I don't know why I was, I was really scared. I think I was afraid that I wasn't, didn't have the ability to sort of just like write and create by my, by myself from, um, So, I run a monthly character show at Bar Lubitsch called The Reunion. Bar Lubitsch. It's it's such a great venue. It's pretty. It's a great venue. It's hard to find great venues like that in LA, Mm -hmm. I think, that have Mm -hmm. like a bar element and have like a kind of cool stage. stage. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like a lot of the theaters in LA don't have bars. And I think that drinking is integral to comedy. You'll
0: be like at a bar Mm -hmm. drinking, then all of a sudden, half the bar is gone in the back, and you're like, oh.
1: What is that? What yeah, did, exactly. Can I? Think? How
2: did you find Barlow Bitch and pick it?
1: Um, I had some friends who had a show there um, called American Town Hall, which is a great mm-hmm. character show that is right. now at the Virgil. Um, and I had done that show a couple times, and I just yeah, the the space is so nice, and the mm-hmm. the management is really great about kind of being open to letting people do whatever they want in that in that room. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, it's been it's been really fun and, you know, it's I run it with two other guys and it's cool. Every month is a different like style of reunion and we bring on just like different comedians. What do you mean by style? So like it's a everyone is like a different type of reunion. It's so like it'll be like a family reunion or a like a oh, school reunion cool. or like, you know, and it,
2: people choose characters based on the theme.
1: Yeah, so we kind of have like a loose set of like loose like story like this is this is the world and then people can kind of create whatever character they want around that and do like a five to seven minute and beth's been on the show and she was amazing it
0: was very strange <laughs> it was, the show is strange no the show was great my my thing was strange i was like i loved it it was i was so nervous because it was the first time peter saw me perform really oh, yeah that's <gasps> nerve-wracking that was like he that. was he was really nervous and I was really nervous. <laughs> he was nervous for you. He was nervous because it was like, oh god, this is bad. She's terrible. But then I also I feel like I kind of like <laughs> was a little reserved because of that. Sure, you know, because oh, I god. was like, but it was horribly nerve wracking. Yes. And then oh. and then Leah also put on the show someone that I had dated very briefly. Oh. I'd gone on like two dates with. Oh my god. I did, and it was the first time I had seen him. (laughs) Did I know that? Did I know that at the very beginning of the show, or like right before the show started? Uh, No, I think the day before Uh. I said something to you about it, and you were like, "Oh no, are you okay with that?" And I was like, "Yeah, that's fine." he's very nice. Yeah. So it was fine. Like it couldn't have been a better person.
1: Yeah. The first time that David came to one of my shows in New York, one of my skinny, but she's meeting shows was in the the basement theater of, of the pit, um, the people's improv theater. And it was like a, a variety show that Katie and I ran every month, um, called daddy's basement. <laughs> I love that. And it was, uh, I think there were like three people in the audience and I was like, so stressed out that he was there because I, he I, he came and he was like dressed up really nice too, and it was just That's like so sweet. I was so scared that he was gonna be like, i don't know, like oh, you can only get three people to your shows. I don't know what right. I was scared of, like
2: he's That's been so to funny. comedy shows. it's either like yeah. they're either like empty, yeah, or yeah. they're standing room,
1: yeah, he had a great time. That's great. <laughs> We're getting married, so
0: I guess it didn't matter. And you also made a feature film together. Oh, what a no segue. way! Oh my god, such a great.
2: How song. did you do that?
0: <laughs> um, so your feature film that you and your fiance wrote and made mm-hmm. and <laughs> distributed through all of the film festivals in North America, all of them, all of everyone. them, everyone. That's incredible. I can't even I can't even <laughs> pitch a joke to Peter without it starting like some kind of a like battle. Stop it. Stop it. You don't. Know. <laughs> so how did you write a
1: uh, feature? I don't know. Well, David had been working on David actually had been working on this idea, this script for for about uh, 10 years. Um and then I think he always sort of felt like it wasn't quite in the place that he wanted it to be. And when we started dating, we kind of started collaborating on it together. And I think, you know, you start something 10 years ago and then you like grow up a lot and have like adult relationships. And then it, you realize, you know, it, 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 the story matures with you. Mm -hmm. So I think that's sort of what happened. And, um, yeah, we, 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 uh, it was, it was crazy. It was a really amazing experience. And, um, we both acted in it, and he directed it, which was um, great and and fun and hard and yeah. <laughs> intense. Um, yeah. You guys also shot it in how many days? Um, I think, like, 16. That's insane. Wow. I might be wrong about that. We shot, we shot for, like, two and a half weeks in New York, and then we shot... Um, for another few days in Paso Robles, one of the actors from the film has this like beautiful home there, and we pretended like it was Brazil, which you know oh, yeah, it doesn't yeah, yeah. it doesn't exactly translate. But we might have tricked some people who aren't from Brazil. I'm not <laughs>
0: from Brazil, and not I was did you think that we
1: shot it in Brazil? Well,
0: I knew you didn't. You knew that <laughs> but we didn't. I it looked, it. I bought it. I got it. it. was a lot was of like, it was a lot of interior shots. Oh yeah yeah yeah.
1: We had not been in LA for too long, and but we we went back to New York to shoot it, and it was it was great. It was I mean it was an awesome experience. Also like because we both a lot of the movie is about kind of the restaurant industry and kind of David's character is an aspiring chef. So um, we shot in a lot of restaurants, and that was really great because both of us had worked in restaurants for you know ten years in New York. So it was. We got a lot of favors from from those relationships that we had nice. developed right, over nice. the years. Um, so that was that was very cool, and just like being able to bring all of our friends on board to help. Sure, it was really awesome.
2: That's so cool. <laughs> How long were you in post, Jonah?
1: Um, it's a year yeah. and a half, maybe. Yeah. And then we went to like a few film festivals, cool. and now we're just trying to figure out distribution. Wow, which is a whole other beast. It's yeah, like you it's feel right like here. you you feel like you complete one one like insurmountable thing with making a film, and then it's right. like a whole other thing that you don't know anything about that you have to learn.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was just talking to my friend who's a producer who's working on a movie with all these big stars. It was like at South by, mm-hmm. and. She couldn't. They couldn't find distribution, and she was so frustrated. And She's like, "I don't understand." Yeah. Um, Also, the film industry is just up and down and all around. Yeah. Like it's um, every day. There's something else that's going on that I just don't understand. Like ten million. Like Lady Bird was a ten million dollar movie, and people are like, "Oh yeah,
0: it's a small indie. It's crazy. Right. Ten million. That's very polished indie. Yeah. Where does that money come from? Give me it. Mm, I know. There's so much money in the world. We just have some. As um yeah. Jen Chenero <laughs> said,
2: we are living in an abundant universe. Mm-hmm. Just remember that. I have love that. Have you read
1: that. that? You've read her. I right? read uh You are a badass. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: Uh did I you, love did did you listen books. or did you read it? I read it. Okay. Same. Oh, okay. did you listen or did you read? No, but else? the way Leah said it was like, "Yeah, I did the right thing." I read it. I read it. <laughs> I read it. Like an adult it's a who book. can read. But <laughs> um, I listened to it.
0: The thing that I find about the "You Are a Badass" book that I struggle with a lot is that whole bit where she bought a new car that she couldn't. Oh, afford. I know. And like, I feel like I'm constantly in that like do we get a brand new car and, like, have this wonderful life fall into our laps? Or, like... But, like, when you're broke, it's kind of hard. I mean, I'm super wealthy. It's fine. Shame. But, like, when you... But, like, how do you... How, it, could you
2: hear the poverty in my sigh? <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's hard to like, it's hard to feel worthy of spending money you don't have and feeling responsible about it. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like and, I feel like that's, and that's
1: like, I think that's the catch 22 about it because it's mm-hmm. not just about like taking this big leap where you like spend this huge chunk of money to get this thing that makes you feel rich, but you also have to have that like, Belief behind it right yes, it has totally. to also be like i'm doing this and i'm not looking back and wealth is is following and coming into mm-hmm. my life and i think that's the thing it's like that mental shift that's the hard thing totally. well
0: it's also like i but I, like i think as an artist you're like constantly having rolling debt that you're like okay well when that next project comes in, i'll take care of that and you kind of just yeah. keep it at bay but then when you um but like i'll like i heard somebody like this this male actor I know was like he's like a hundred thousand dollars in debt oh from gosh. like working on a project and I was just like he's like you have to for your art and I was just like holy that's shit to like the me. idea of having a hundred thousand dollars in debt and like I don't think I could sleep at night no oh my god but like that yeah. like I mean hopefully like his project is great but it's like. The idea of 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 that kind of uh, that taking on that financial stress without a guarantee of it working out is something you can only do if you have a lot of money or a safety net to back you up. Yeah, and I feel like when mm. she said that, I was like, "You have a safety net," which mm. is like. If I went and got a a brand new car, if my car died tomorrow and I had to go buy a new car and take out a loan and one month I couldn't make my payments, like, yeah, somebody would help me out. But I feel like in that, like, there's people that are going to read that book that don't have that. Mm, Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. that makes me, but also, like, I didn't write the book. Maybe if I just go get a new car, everything good in my life will happen. I think you should get a new car, Beth. I think that's the... You too. What do you want is the question. See, the thing is, is, like, I don't have a dream car. I just, like, I, I mean, I like Volvos a lot. But, like, I think what I would want is just, like. A nicer like a, car. Just a nicer hybrid. I want a mm-hmm. minivan. You want a minivan? Do you want a minivan, or do you want what comes with a minivan? Ooh, uh, oh, the kids! So you question. talking about kids? I'm talking about wow, wow, I've van. always <laughs> wanted
2: a minivan. I guess so. Like right now, no, I don't want a minivan. But in the future, I want a, a nice minivan. And I think the sure. stigma around minivans needs to disappear. Is it, think, is it related to kids for you, or do you just like a minivan? Oh, I think I just always, since I was younger, have always been mesmerized by minivans um, and just didn't understand why more people didn't have them who had kids. Like, why would you get a station wagon if you could have a minivan? Because station wagons are dumb. Yeah, that's am definitely what we, a big fan of the station That's what we wagon. grew up having. <laughs> And my mom was like, I am not buying a minivan.
0: See, that's the fight. like Really? If yeah. so I had to pick a car that you would never buy Who'd in be? a million years, <laughs> it would be a minivan. Because Alex drives Same. around in a Mini Cooper. <laughs> oh. It's very cute. I don't own it, though. You just like it. cars
1: that start with the word mini.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> it is the best car to drive around and park in LA. Yeah. It, you can find parking everywhere. That's very cool. That's smart. That is cool. I don't yeah. know anything about cars.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I guess I don't either. Toyota from a Ford from a
2: Chevy. I'm gonna give you a tip. They have a
0: little little label Uh, on the back. You just look at that and you'll know which one it is. Yeah, and and
2: the front too. But most on the on the front, it's just like the symbol. Yeah. So you need to get the back in order okay. to get the actual. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. name of the company. Thanks for that tip, guys. Yeah, <laughs>
0: when I go, when I go. So my my uncle owns a, a, a dealership, and um, oh, they have a shop no attached to it. So whenever I have a problem with my car, I'll call him and be like, "What do I need to know about this to go into this situation?" That's so I don't so feel great. vulnerable yeah. or taken advantage of. That's right. so sure, good. but he also is like. He's in Canada, so, like, the prices are different, <laughs> yeah. right? Or um, or it's, like, if I go to a dealer, it's this much. If I go to, like, a guy around the corner, it's that much. But I just, like, try and get as much information before I go. But even still, I go there, and I'm just haughty. I'm haughty because I don't know what I'm talking about. But I have, like, like, oh, so much attitude. Wow. And I really... Well, because you, you know. also, it's like that thing
2: of you're like, I know you're taking advantage of me,
0: yeah, and am I-, I
2: am, I am a strong, sassy woman, and uh, <laughs> yeah, waved her finger when she said I did. that.
1: I feel like I walk in My like boy, a deer in headlights, and I just pray that someone will take pity on me, and I know that's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, but
0: like, you know, there was, what's one of the... <laughs> you're walking the, around with the target. I know. I'm just like here, like, here I am. Here's <laughs> my money. Take I have all this money. There's a woman who owns a catering okay company. There. I cater, I worked for Sylvester Stallone's 70th birthday. Oh my God. And she told me that if I wanted anything done, I needed to wear lipstick to everything. She was just like, oh, if you wanted anything done, do <laughs> you know what I meant? She was like, you need She's to go.
1: She's a crazy person.
0: I remember one time, um, she was like, uh, "We're gonna be ready in five minutes, so you have time to go put on some makeup." And I was like, "I, I have makeup on." She goes, "You want to go put on a little like? And she, like?" She like pointed said at that to me
1: too. She told me to put lipstick on, and I didn't have any lipstick, and she was so
2: disappointed. Wow, you really need to bring. Lipstick I do. To li- these I do believe in the lipstick power move.
0: Yeah. I'm yeah.
2: all, I won't wear any makeup on the face, but I will have it. Some red on my lips. Oh, okay.
1: Beth, remember yes. when we went to Sephora and got makeovers? <laughs>
2: oh, that sounds... Yeah. <laughs> were
1: they too much or um, were they just... Yeah. Mine was way too much. Oh, my gosh. There was so much contouring of my face. <laughs> oh, and my like, gosh. Really? Leah like, looked shine, like, like shiny uh, contours I was like, you looked like an Irish. Kardashian. I looked she crazy. looked like
0: her face was like, and I, I still thought it was pretty, but like, sure. You know, those like, those like <laughs> eyeshadow, like massive eyeshadow um, palettes yeah, 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 that yeah. have shimmer. Oh, that yeah. was like Leah's whole face. Yeah. yeah, it was. I was like, I just want a natural. I said, I want a natural. So that's problem. Look. You asked for natural. I want a natural, like clean look. Right. It's hard when you say natural, clean look to a makeup artist that looks like a drag queen but is actually a woman. True. But then mm. they did for me the that Instagram filter with the with the the black hat and like the black eyeliner and the red lip. Oh, that you was know? you? Yeah. I mean, sorry, sorry. <laughs> You designed that filter. That I <laughs> designed that filter, but she made me look exactly like oh, that. Oh wow! I mean, what else is there to talk about besides makeup? Yeah, that's true. Um, what about being a a lady in comedy right oh, yeah. now? Are Ooh. you finding it as stressful as I am? Stressful? It, well, how are you finding it stressful? Um, I feel like there's certain men in the comedy world who like have no regard to how things are changing and they're still doing their sets like Donald Trump wasn't our president. Yeah. Isn't our president.
1: I feel like I um yeah, it's it's terrible and infuriating when that happens. But I also feel like I am have sort of I sort of like shut down in a weird way and like don't don't like I, it's because it's so it can be so rampant. I feel like I really like just have built like a shield where like mm-hmm. I I like I'm like oh, I'm just like ignoring that. Yeah, like this has nothing to do with me because their views on it's women. It's, it's like I I can't. I don't want to be angry all the time. Yeah, and that is just what.
0: So it's like a coping mechanism, kind of. I guess that so. Just sounds yeah. So dark, but. Yeah. I it, it really affects me. Like, yeah. it it, uh, it really bums me out. Yeah, it's, it's terrible
2: and crazy. Well, and it's also, like, the second you become more aware of it, it just pops up all the time, particularly when you go to comedy shows and per- certain men and their sets, you're like, oh, it's all over the place. Yeah, and I think that's sort
1: of why I was a little, like, part of the reason why I felt, like, afraid and hesitant to, like, get into up, and I'm getting into it like l- later in my life mm. than most people do was because I just like didn't want to be in those like open mic rooms with those like shitty dudes because it just like doesn't make it it's just like so dark
0: but you know what's worse than uh shitty dudes in an open mic doing misogynist misogynistic comedy is like An actual show with shitty dudes doing misogynistic comedy. Where people are laughing. Where people are laughing and the three of us are sitting there with our mouths gaping open like, is this fucking for real right now? It feels like you're just like stepping decades into the past. Yeah, That's exactly what it feels like. It's It's shocking. Doing shows on the east side of LA feels like... Cool. We're all in this together. It's like a lot of like-minded people. Then you go to the West Side, or you go to the comedy store, and then you mm-hmm. feel like you're being your like dignity is being thrown into a garbage disposal. Yeah, is yeah.
2: how I feel. Yeah, it's you, in, yeah. It's infuriating. Do you think that like when you're like saying doing shows on the East Side, do you think that's also because like generationally, like? The shows on the east side that you're doing or that you're going to, or perhaps a younger crowd of comics, and then you go to the shows that you're going to the west side or like more established places like the Comedy Store. It's like comedians who have been around for a little bit or yeah. who are touring or whatever, I and so it's like a different. I think
1: it's also people who have existed in a bubble
2: for years and years and years and, and think that haven't
1: like uh, yeah, haven't like been aware. People, on where people, the, where? people like at the like that the show that you know at the, the, comedy, at the store, comedy Store, yeah, like, or right, on the like west side. you know. They have existed in a world where, like, they have been um, applauded and right. laughed at for those, right. like, those, like, super misogynistic, They're racist also jokes. Like
0: getting those are the comedy shows that get the tourists, right? <gasps> well, I, yeah. So I'm, it's like people that don't live here, people that right. aren't like actual. I'm going to say this, and I don't mean it in a gross way, but like that aren't like coastal elitist people. Those aren't the people that are necessary, like people, people who, are-
1: who haven't been exposed to a lot of s- stand up necessarily. Yeah, and I mm. think maybe
0: Eastside comedy is a little bit more alternative comedy. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the only one of the only venues that I've been to or seen shows at that I feel like isn't that is in West Hollywood that's not gross is shows at the Largo. I feel like shows at the oh, Largo are so well Baro. curated yeah. and and um. Yeah, I it and then
1: but I would also say that like like my my brother is like a uh, he's just a stand-up comic in Cincinnati. Mm-hmm.
0: And I didn't know that. yeah,
1: and he's he's awesome and he's um he's really like kind of helped build this like awesome scene there and oh it's my it's gosh. like there's so much comedy that there is happening so cool. now. Yeah. And he, you know, he hasn't been living under a rock and like he he has no like patience for that kind of like mm-hmm. misogyny and racism either so it's right. it's not even like you know and that's like it's smack in the heart of the midwest so right. like i wouldn't even say that it's just like like the 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 world is becoming more aware so like why are there still people in any city that are like yeah. thinking it's okay Buying to like to yeah make that's a kind like of
0: what it's like pussy grab do joke not like right do you not read or watch the news? Like are you so shut out? Are you from so what's tone deaf to yeah.
2: also people being enraged? Yeah. Also you you know, being a
0: father of daughters. I don't know. Specifically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then like and you know, I just men right now, women don't want to hear you say the word pussy, especially in a derogatory way. This is a PSA. Thank you for your time. You need to make a video about that. <laughs> Let's do it. Oh, my PSA, God. PSA, no more pussy. I mean. But also, like, and then it's like, but well, can can women say dick and penis?
2: Fuck yeah. yeah. Fuck can yeah. Can men say cunt? Dick, dick, dick. I think that they can
1: say word. Yeah, what's the, the, the word connotation is, with it's, cunt? It's, it's, it's just like, like, just like w- a, how you say it. Yeah. Like, it's like what the what the, like, framing is of it. If you're being, like, a misogynistic shithead, then, like, don't say it,
0: but yeah, you, if you're, you're gonna com- say it anyway. If you're comparing female genitalia to deli meat, go fuck yourself, <laughs> and don't say the word pussy. That's how I feel. Yeah. Anyone else? <laughs> yeah. Oh, bad,
1: bologna, <laughs> mm.
0: mortadella. That's herpes.
1: Ooh. Mortadella sounds disgusting as a, as a word to disgusting. describe a pussy, but I also feel like no one Pistachio who would describe that. it that way would know what mortadella is.
2: Sure. You yeah. know is that know. elitist? <laughs> no, that's just accurate. Uh, maybe a little bit, but I like it. You know what I don't understand is Soprasada. I think it tastes like what mm. wet dog smells like.
0: I love Soprasada. <gasps> I don't think I've ever had it. Well, it's
2: like a it's like a peppery salami. It's like salami. I mean, it is, but it's got a little peppery. But I feel like the only times I've had it, I feel like it tastes like what what dog smells like. You don't so interesting. I don't feel that, but I I respect your well. I appreciate that. I know someone on the other side because I've been curious how it still is on menus in places. I'm like, well, maybe you have that. Is there
1: like a taste bud like people who don't like cilantro?
2: Maybe, but I love cilantro. I don't you taste just don't the love dirty wet dog dish soap at all. What's up? Yeah. You just don't love wet dog. Yeah, no. Hmm. And it's like wet. It's like wet golden retriever dog. That's like a, some dogs don't smell bad when they're wet. That's right? That's A lot of dogs. Yeah, that's a lot of wet. I grew dog. up with a golden. I loved. I loved him. He did I smell had a Golden a retriever too. Really? You did. He yeah. well, yeah, had name? a dalmatian. <gasps> you had a dalmatian. Yeah. Died wow. a Very
1: sad death. <laughs> Wait. I can't bring up my. Dalmatian without bringing up his I very sad
2: death. Do you want to talk about it? He drowned
1: in my childhood pool.
0: No. Yeah. Oh my god. How your boyfriend old? actually already knows the story. How old? Yes, I
1: told. I told oh, your really? boyfriend the story last oh week while we were god. in the Uber, just sort of unprompted. Um, so I don't. I guess I'm just like still dealing. I just like yeah. I keep wanting to bring it up because maybe I'm still. Dealing with it, he had epilepsy. He was older. I mean, he was he was not in great health because Dalmatians are just kind of they're inbred, so they're they have a lot of problems. Mm. And he had epilepsy, so he would have seizures. And he, I think, what happened is he had a seizure and fell in our pool and died. Mm. Um, so how old were you? I was um, probably twelve. Wow, who found That's him? Dense. I think my brother. Oh, awful. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. It was very that's sad. Awful. I remember he came into my room that night and he was like, chip is in heaven. <laughs> oh.
0: <laughs> my it brother went- told me that my dog died too. Like, I think it was like, like you're at that age where like parents are like, why don't you tell me? Yes. Yeah. because It's too hard for us. <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah. It was very sweet. Your brother's older, or younger. I have two, but it was my older brother who Aww. came in and comforted me. And we had—I mean, he—we fought a lot, so it was like a really, like sweet thing, sweet thing that mm. he was like comforting mm. me. Shit. Anyways, guys, um, how did thing? your
0: guys' dogs die? Yeah. My my dog <laughs> died of uh, internal bleeding. Oh
2: how old? Nine. Oh no. <laughs> Yeah, we had a golden Andy. He died when he was ten, and he had really bad thyroid. And then he died of cancer. I don't know. Some heavy shit. I feel like my first dog will be a baby. Like I don't think I'm gonna. I am i do not think I'll have like a dog before I have a child. You'll have a oh, baby you're, you're, before. You're I think. saying
1: that your first dog will be an actual child, yeah. baby. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. Like, well, that's you a great know, way don't of don't it. like ease yourself into it. No. Just go like full yeah. force. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense.
1: Totally. Yeah. Leah? You want a dog? Uh, you know, I go through phases where I think I want a tiny puppy that I can put in my purse. <gasps> and then I'm just like, eh, I, I don't know. I'm I kind of. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes I do. And sometimes I don't.
2: What about you, Beth? Do you want a dog, maybe two, maybe three?
0: I definitely want a third dog, but i won't I'm not allowed to have a third dog, oh right, you love your dogs so much more than anything yeah, it's great. more than anything, would you say yeah, I mean, if I had to choose between Peter and the dogs, <laughs> be the dogs can't feed themselves. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Peter could
2: just start eating himself. Also,
0: like, if he was, like, in the, if we got, like, if we were on a boat and we got thrown overboard, like, Peter would be able to fend for himself my puppies wouldn't. I'd have to save them.
1: This is, this is sort of dark, but, like, if you had to pick, like, you had, like, your two dogs, I don't want to, sorry. Go for it.
2: We've been talking about dogs dying.
1: I don't want to make you pick, because also, I know that you started with one dog and then another dog came into your life. Yeah. Forget it. Don't answer it.
2: I don't know what the question is. I don't know either. I don't know where she's going. I was, was going to say if you have to
0: pick between one. Oh, between the dogs? You pick Murray, right? I would, because that I would was your first I would have to pick baby. Murray because he is my, own, only because I know, like, yeah. Sadie has two dads. She Sadie would be fine. Enough. Yeah, dads. So not too dark. I was able to, like, <laughs> so that didn't get. <laughs> Good job. Thank so you. I apologize. How
1: was what was it like
2: performing at Dynasty Typewriter, by the way? It was so
1: fun. I I I mean, I was like I was so excited to perform there because we we screened Sweet Parents that we had our, oh, our cool. film screening there, um, and it's such a beautiful venue. It's and so pretty! I think it's like such a great what they're doing. They're really like running it so well, and it's kind of like a one of a kind space for the East Side in terms of the comedy community. Um, and it's I just say this, it's the hot new spot. It's oh, definitely the hot, news, news the spot. hot new it's spot. It's definitely the hot new spot. And as soon as it's I walked in, in, I was like, oh my god, I would love to perform here. So when it the the taping ended up being there. I was very excited and um, it was really fun. I mean, it was, it was, I was, it was very nerve wracking too. It was, it felt like a big, a big step for me. Um,
2: yeah, absolutely. That's
1: huge. But it was, Congrats. it was really rad. Thank so you. Cool.
2: Yeah. That's We're going to have to have um, a screening. Yeah. yeah. And Hopefully it'll come when out when does well. that come out?
1: I don't know. They said the end of the summer, but that seems really soon. So That's we'll see. Great. Yeah.
0: Well, we can't wait to watch it. And promote it. Yes. Thank you Thank so you. much for being on Thank the show, you, Leah. Thank you for having me on yes. the show and on the podcast. And stay cool today. Oh, I will. Stay t- making. Cry.
2: Continue making your art. Not stay. That doesn't make sense. Continue making Stay your in art. L.A. No, but I'm serious. Yeah. Keep doing it.